and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from 1 John chapter 3. John says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, I loved my children before they were born. I loved them before I knew them. While they were still in their mother's womb, I thought about what they would turn out to be. How I would be the best father in the world. I would be the best father in the province. Perhaps the best father in the city. Well, I would give it my best shot. And my children would be beautiful and wonderful and obedient and successful. And then my oldest daughter, Madeline, was born. She came out of the womb screaming and did not stop for four years, much to my chagrin. There was a period of time that I thought maybe her baptism didn't take. There was no way that my child was filled with the Holy Spirit when all that came out of her was mostly unsanctified. And it was in those early months after Madeline's birth that I thought, well, what qualifies me to be a parent? This kid is awful. Why would anyone want to keep such a creature? That being said, three years later, Molly was born. And I was excited that perhaps this one would be one worth keeping. <laughs> Molly was born in a hospital in Minot, North Dakota, and the nurse attending worked with me at Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. So when Molly came out without a peep, I was heartened. No noise, no screaming, no crying. As the nurse held Molly, I saw that Molly was purple. And then I thought, oh no, oh no, oh God, no. Please let her be alive. I looked at Denise, the nurse, with my heart in my throat, and I whispered so her mother could not hear, is she alive? Is she breathing? Denise was holding her and put a little oxygen tube under her nose. And Molly started to change from the color purple to less purple. And I thanked God, and Denise said, she is beautiful. And I said to myself, she is purplish and covered with goo. <laughs> she is far from beautiful. But I took her in my arms anyway, and I thought, at least this one is quiet. Molly is still quiet, unless you put half a glass of wine into her, then watch out, yakety yak, yak, yak. <laughs> we do love our children. I know that sounds a little unfeeling to say, but why? Why do we love our children? And don't get me wrong, I do love my kids. But do I love them because they are beautiful or smart or successful or because they help me pay the bills or because they are always obedient? No. I suppose if we loved our children due to what they did or do not do, that our love might grow cold quickly. Parents love their children often in spite of their faults, but God is not seen as being this way. In fact, most people view God as the great scorekeeper in the sky, that God will love you if you do what you do, if you do as he asks you to do and acts how he asks you to act and live in accordance with his law, then most people think God will love you. And if you were to judge God by the actions of his people, you would wonder yourself which one of us God would truly want. Because we as sinners fall prey to the same temptations as those people who do not fear God. Christians look like everyone else to the world. We sin in the same way and we are as broken as everyone else is. 
Yet here's the amazing thing John says today. See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. How can this be that we as sinners would be called children of God? Well, first, God loves us with a love that does not depend on us. God does not love us because we are beautiful or successful. He doesn't love us because we are smart or always obedient. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, your creator, loves you. Not because of anything you do, not because of anything you are, not even because he created you, but God loves you because God is love. John says about the love of God, God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God does not keep score for all the times that you were disobedient, all the times you broke his law, all the times you didn't do what you should have done or did do what you should not have done. Instead of keeping track, he places all those things, all those sins, all that brokenness on his son Jesus Christ on the cross. God's love is something that you can never get, only that he gives to you. There is no way to earn it or deserve it or bring it about any more than you can deserve the taste of chocolate or ice cream or earn it like good looks or bring about your own birth. God loves you because God is love and he sent his son to pay for your sins and die the death that you deserve. Jesus rose from the dead three days later to show you that death could not hold him and as children of God it shall hold you neither. In sin... We are not born beautiful. We are covered in the goo of sin that permeates everything we do. So God took drastic measures, and instead of making us slave and work our way out of sin, he made us his children through the waters of baptism, which you saw this morning. That's right, some water attached to God's name. In this simple act, God adopts you as his dear child. It doesn't make you any different on the outside or make you beautiful on the outside. In fact, as you saw this morning, it usually makes you look worse as it messes up your hair, Bethany's little amount of hair that she has, just a little bit. But in baptism, God gives you all that you can receive from God, forgiveness and life and salvation. Can't see your baptism? Well, the world can't see it. As John says, the reason why the world does not know us is that it doesn't know Jesus. The world looks to things on the outside and judges those things as beautiful. Most people love what they can see, but God judges what's on the inside. And what he has put inside of you is himself. You see, the Lord doesn't love us because we are beautiful, but we are beautiful because the Lord loves us. Growing up in my hometown of Grenfell, Saskatchewan, I was known as the vet's kid. My dad was a veterinarian. So that's how I was known. My family had just moved to Grenfell when I started kindergarten that year. My teacher, Mrs. Rohrbeck, Miss Rohrbeck, had a live rabbit in the room in our class. And on the first few minutes of my first day of kindergarten, I dodged Miss Rohrbeck and the name tag table and went straight in, to walk right in front of the rabbit cage. Miss Rohrbeck came over and said, who do you belong to? What's your name? I looked up at Miss Rohrbeck and said, Miss Rohrbeck, 
The rabbit has had a bowel movement. <laughs> oh, she said, looking down her list. You must be the vet's kid. <laughs> and slapped the size sticker onto my shirt. Who do you belong to? In the waters of baptism, you belong to God. He takes that ugly, covered in sin nature of ours and drowns it in the waters of baptism. God makes you his child, not by your own will or choice, not by your lineage or blood, but by his blood shed on the cross for you. John says he gives you the right to become the children of God, children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. You are God's children right now, called and forgiven and saved with the treasury of eternal life put away in heaven for you. You can't see that either. And today on this baptismal day, on this confirmation day, we see a helpless babe, Bethany, brought to the font and some water was put on her head. In this gesture, God attached his name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to her. And she is moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light with the promise of forgiveness and life and salvation. In this water, she is given a crown and made a daughter of the King of Kings with her inheritance put away in heaven for her until Jesus comes to take her home. Alana, Hannah, Lindsay, and Trinity, today you are confirming that you have received that exact same thing the day you were baptized. You received the full forgiveness of sins and that the Lord promises to walk with you all of your days and at the end of your days, he promises to come and take you home to be with him. Confirmation is not graduation, but a validation of God's restoration and a continuation of the education that you received in this congregation of the information that Luther discovered in the Reformation, but mostly it is an appreciation of the inauguration that you received in your baptismification. <laughs> That's a fancy word for baptism. In short, confirmands, God made you his beloved daughters and heirs of his kingdom and the apple of his eye. You can't see that either. But as Paul says, in baptism you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You are God's children now. And though what you will be cannot be fully seen, when Jesus appears, you will see with your own eyes the love of God made flesh coming with the angels to take you out of this sin-covered world. Jesus is coming again to take you home where you shall be sheltered in the presence of the Lamb to hunger and thirst no more. And God will wipe away every tear from your eye. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com 
Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.